Well, hello and welcome to the Godliness with Contentment podcast. We are here to have a conversation about how to win with money from the Bible's perspective. To stay out of legal trouble, I must say that the contents of this podcast are informational in nature. If you need professional advice, please consult your lawyer, financial advisor, or accountant. This is Godliness with Contentment podcast episode two. Our scripture of the day is found in Proverbs 13, 11. It reads, Dishonest money dwindles away, but whoever gathers money little by little makes it grow. And a quote from Booker T. Washington says, Success in life is founded upon attention to the small things rather than to the large things, to the everyday things nearest to us rather than to the things that are remote and uncommon. So, I don't know about you, but one of my biggest challenges in life has been one of mindset. Being a late starter in learning about money and in terms of saving for retirement has been one of the things that has scared me. At 46, I did not have a clue, nor was I trying to figure it on out. Two years in now, it is making a whole lot more sense. But back then, I felt like I was left in the blocks. You know, like when you're in the 100 meter race and a fast start is so important. I felt like I was there with some of the greats, with Carl Lewis and Ben Johnson and Usain Bolt. And the gun went off and I was stuck trying to get my feet out of the blocks. And then about 10 seconds later, I saw that they all crossed the finish line and I was still there in the blocks. One of my issues as well has been comparing myself to others. That's not always been the case, but it shows its ugly head every now and then. I looked around and saw others, my own age, much farther along, or so it seemed, and I was not happy. I say so it's same because they could have been in debt, right? Tons of debt over their head, but they have the nice car and the nice house, and that's what I saw. But that's the thing that bothered me, and I didn't know how they got it. But when I looked at myself, I realized I'd messed up. And then the question came, how was I going to unmess up? And would I ever catch these men and women? The good thing is, there was some bad thinking there. I don't have to catch them, right? I need to run my own race. I'm not in a competition with them. I'm in a race of one. And because I'm married, at most, a race of two. And in this race, she's not racing against me. She's racing with me. But us late starters can feel anxious. We can start asking questions like, will I ever get there? Will my dreams be accomplished? Will I have enough saved for retirement? Will I have to work on this job for the next 20 years? Will I have to depend on my children when I cannot work anymore? 
and this one, will I die before I leave an inheritance for my loved ones? I'm going to stop right there. There are many more questions to ask, but asking more questions is not going to help at this point. Instead, what should late starters do? Should you wait for the government to take care of you? No. You don't even know, we don't know, if there's going to be social security when it's my time. If there's going to be, in my country, it's called national insurance. Right? Because earlier this year, the government was talking about the fact that the fund may be dried up in a couple of years if contributions don't increase. I don't know about you in your country, but we can wait on the government to take care of us. So what should we do? We should start and we should start now. Not the 100 meter race, but a race, a race at your own pace. When you reach as old as I am, right, or I was two years ago without any savings to talk about, with three loans on the books, fear kicks in when you start to ask all the questions. So the first thing you need to do is to fight that fear and to fight fear with faith. Faith that once you make the steps in the right direction, you will get to your desired outcome. And then start to make steps in that direction, even little steps in the right direction. That's how we start. So for me, after 45 years, 46 years, or let's say about 25 working years, of doing things the wrong way. Doing things the right way takes some getting used to. For example, budgeting. Some say it takes about three months before you get the habit of budgeting and sticking to it down. What do you think? Well, when I ask what do you think, I mean, do you even have a budget? Do you have a written budget? or just one in your mind, and do you stick to it? Now, of course, the sticking to it is the hard part, right? But it's going to take, like I just said, a few months before you get the hang of it and the consistency and the discipline gets you to where you need to be. But if you stop, it won't happen. And by budgeting, you will begin to see where you can find some margin. Right, some, some extra after the bills and expenses are paid. Now, hold on. Try not to scream at me. Okay, I can't hear you anyway. Some of you are thinking, extra? There's no extra. What's this guy rambling on about? <laughs> I understand. I have sat with people who say there is no extra. There are two things that I normally point out to them and I'm going to share with you right now. One of them is you need to cut expenses. And secondly, you need to earn more. And even as I say this, it, it may be discouraging. You may be thinking, cut what? 
earn more how? The boss is not going to pay me more. He doesn't like me. I'm not going to get a promotion. Right? And everything here are necessities. I can't cut anything. Now, I'm not planning to get into the ins and outs of these today. But by God's grace, we'll tackle them in another podcast. But for now, believe me when I say that one of both of these is possible for you. In my case, or in our case, right, for me and my wife, it wasn't that we didn't have extra, but that we were content, it seemed, being in debt. And we were in no rush to get out. So if we had any extra, we ate out. We weren't saving, we were spending. And that's coming from me, a self-proclaimed saver. I was in a bad place. But the even crazier thing is that at the beginning of each year, we budgeted, right? We came into the year, we would decide what to spend and save, and we would think, well, if we did this, then 12 months down the line, you know, at the end of the year, we would have X amount saved. But year by year, like clockwork, the end of the year would arrive and we did not have X saved. In fact, whatever we did have, we would try and figure out how to spend it. (laughs) We weren't trying to um, save, we were trying to enjoy. We weren't trying to get out of debt. We were just trying to spend. So how did we fix our situation or get on the road to fixing it. Well, we did the little things. We made the budget, but then we went after sticking to it. Again, this takes a few months, but at least you're getting started. And I know this is not very exciting stuff that I'm talking about today, right? But I'm talking about the little things that we need to do. And there's no big windfall here, but little by little, it will grow. And you need to move in the right direction, no matter how slow at first. The big thing is, let's move. Many years ago, I used to tell the story of the Chinese bamboo in some of the settings that I had an opportunity to do it in. But it's been a while. Guess what? Today's your lucky day. And some of you may have heard this before and need to be reminded about it. And some of you may never have heard this before. And so this will actually help you thinking about making those little steps in the right direction. So go something like this. And there may be, you know, variations on the internet. In China, they grow a bamboo tree commonly known as the Chinese bamboo tree. When they sow the seed in the ground and water it, there are no visible signs of growth at the end of the first year. So year, okay? Not weeks and months. They continue watering it and nurturing it, but no signs of growth at the end of the second year either. It fails to sprout even after the end of the third year. 
but the person growing it must continue to irrigate, fertilize, and care for it. You'll be surprised to know that nothing happens even to the end of the fourth year as well. And then suddenly, in the fifth year, something miraculous and incredible happens. Within one month, it grows up to 90 feet. Now that's nature at its astounding best. People growing other trees get results within one season. They're able to enjoy their crop or fruit within a couple of seasons. But there is a tree, right, this Chinese bamboo, that doesn't even show up till the fifth year. But then suddenly shoots up to 90 feet in one month alone with a growth of about three feet per day. Now the question is, did the Chinese bamboo tree grow in one month or five years and one month? The answer is obvious because had the person growing the Chinese bamboo stopped nurturing it, watering, fertilizing in the period when it wasn't showing up, the miraculous bamboo tree would have died in the ground. That's the story of the Chinese bamboo. And in our lives, sometimes it can be like that, but will we persevere? Will we put in the work? And will we have patience to get to the desired outcome? So I ask you, what will you do today to ensure a better future tomorrow, next year? five years. What little step will you make today to head in the right direction? Well, that's all I have for you today. I hope you join me for my next episode along with your friends and family. Please leave a review so others can find it and get the help they need as well. This is Kino Hanna signing off. Check you later.